0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to episode number 281 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. KB rocking with a solo show for you, live from Underground Studios. As always, this show would not be possible without the support and help from our amazing local sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland, and of course, our amazing friends over at Tomahawk Shades, the best in eyewear protection. Between their sunglasses, blue light plus glasses, and everything else on their website that they have to offer, from watches to t-shirts and hoodies, Tomahawk Shades is the best in the business. Guys, They've been rocking with us since the quarantine hit. They've been protecting our eyes for all of your work-from-home needs with their Blue Light Plus glasses, and the reviews are wild. Every single human I know that has gone and gotten a pair of Blue Light Plus glasses from Tomahawk Shades has raved about them. You guys see me wear them on every live show, whenever I'm live streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv slash You know they're the real deal. I wouldn't be telling you guys about them if they weren't legit. So head over to TomahawkShades.com right now. Fill up your cart with all of the Blue Light Plus glasses and sunglasses under the sun that you could possibly need. And when you go to checkout, use our promo code USP. Because it's going to save you 25% off your entire order. And all orders right now, $75 and over qualify for free shipping that's right $75 and over qualifies for free shipping and when you use our code USP you're going to save 25% off your entire order at TomahawkShades.com Tomahawk Shades quality product for an affordable price that's going to protect the only set of eyes you get and of course support for Underground Sports Philadelphia our entire podcast network is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Guys, Manscaped obsesses over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. And that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer. Ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. They hooked us up with the Lawnmower 3.0, and guys, let me tell you, it is a game changer absolute game changer. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents, thanks to sk- advanced skin safe technology that was pioneered by Manscaped. Guys, when I tell you that this is premium, I mean premium because the battery is going to last you up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. Not only that, the Lawn Mower 3.0 has waterproof technology that allows you to groom in the shower. And one of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor. With quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. Guys, if you're listening to this podcast right now, I want you to experience the Manscaped experience firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours, get 20% off and free shipping. With our code USP at Manscaped.com, your balls will thank you. That's right. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code USP at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com and use code USP. All right, so the bye week has come and gone. The Eagles now have to get set for a showdown with the New York Giants, who they beat most recently a couple weeks ago. Um, You know, this is one of the last opportunities I view personally for this Eagles team to go out and get a locked in win because. We've, we talk about it so much because the Eagles are so up and down, and quite frankly, they're not a good football team this year. This and then the following week against the Browns are really the last two like locked-in wins I'd say the Eagles have until the final two games of the season when they play the Cowboys and the Washington football team. Because this remaining schedule for the birds guys, they play the Giants, the Browns, the Seahawks, the Packers, the Saints, the Cardinals, the Cowboys, and Washington. That four pack of games between the Seahawks Packers, Saints and Cardinals, they could easily go 0 and four in the in those games. Seahawks on Monday night and until I see Doug Peterson, beat the Seattle Seahawks, and see this Eagles team beat the Seahawks, there's no way I can say that they can beat that team, even with how bad the Seahawks' defense is. It just hasn't happened. The Eagles have not beaten the Seattle Seahawks since 2008. Over a decade it's been since the Eagles last beat the Seattle Seahawks. Can't pick them to win that game until I see it happen. Aaron Rodgers is playing at MVP levels right now. That game is at Lambeau in December. I I can't trust that one. On paper, at least, right now. Like, there's no way I can do that. The Saints coming here. That one, if I had to pick, I would pick the Saints game as an Eagles win. Saints coming out of a dome in December. Drew Brees' noodle arm. You know, no matter how good he looked against the Buccaneers, Drew Brees still isn't, you know, three years ago Drew Brees. So there's an opportunity there, but I don't see it right now with the way this Eagles team is playing, uh, offensively at least, to go pound for pound with the Saints. And then Kyler Murray is playing at an MVP level right now. There's an opportunity for him to go out and win an MVP. So, I mean, this Eagles team needs to take advantage of the opportunities in front of them right now to go out and get some locked-in wins. And yes, you know, coming into this Giants game, they should be getting Alshon Jeffrey back, which we'll see how much he actually even plays. They should be getting Miles Sanders back, uh, which is going to be a huge boost for this offense. Like, no offense to Boston Scott, he's just not a starting running back. He's a nice complimentary piece to, to help out a guy like a Miles Sanders. But there's no reason that the Eagles should be having Boston Scott out on the field as your RB1 when Miles Sanders is injured. That's why I will never understand the Eagles giving up the opportunity to re-sign Jordan Howard when they traded for him, uh not signing him in free agency. It was a guy that just fit this team. You know, he he was a guy that Sure, he wasn't going to get the bulk of the carries and you wanted to rely on Miles Sanders to be your quote-unquote bell cow, but you need a guy just in case something like this that has happened to Miles Sanders with these injuries happens. And Jordan Howard is the perfect complementary back to a Miles Sanders, and he's just wasting away in Miami right now, which is also why I was confused why the Dolphins didn't trade him anywhere at the trade deadline And why the Eagles didn't come calling and being like, hey, here's a 6th or a 7th round pick for Jordan Howard so that we can have a competent, complimentary running back who only has one year left after this on his contract that he signed in free agency with the Dolphins. So it's not like you would have been paying an exorbitant amount of money to Jordan Howard. Um, But getting Miles Sanders back is going to help this Eagles team immensely. I'm very excited to see him back out on the field, especially with... Jalen Rager, Travis Fulgham, Dallas Goddard, uh, Greg Ward, you know, and then we'll see what Alshon does. You know, I think that's a huge wild card for this team uh, is seeing what Alshon Jeffrey is able to do when he's given the opportunities out on the field. Obviously, I want to see Travis Fulgham playing to the fullest extent. The dude is an absolute baller. He should be out on the field almost every single offensive snap. Uh, he's the guy that Carson Wentz trusts the most. And I don't want Alshon cutting into his snaps. You know, just because somebody's healthy doesn't mean that they should be playing over someone. Four wide receiver sets, sure. Throw Alshon out there on the outside with Folgum, And then in the slot, you have Rager and Greg Ward. But, I mean, you got to have kind of like specialized packages for Alshon at this point because of how well Travis Folgum has played and how well he's come onto the scene. There's just no need to stunt his growth and take away from the chemistry that he and Carson have been building over the past few weeks since he's come into the lineup, and Carson seems to trust him. And you don't want to break trust right now with any weapon on this offense for Carson Wentz, so that way he's comfortable and able to produce at a somewhat competent high level and silence a ton of these doubters and haters right now because Carson Wentz needs the confidence boost to get his mental game back on track. So it is nice to see that this Eagles team is getting healthier, uh, at the right times too. You know, it's it's not like they were not like they're getting injured right now, knock on wood. Um, they are getting a lot of guys back healthy. Obviously, uh in the game against the Cowboys, Jason Peters was back. Dallas Goddard did come back in that game as well. Didn't really do much, but it was nice to see him back. Um Isaac Sayamalu has entered the uh the 21-day window to activate him off of injured reserve, which is a beautiful sign uh, because this Eagles offensive line needs as much help and depth as it possibly can get. Uh, so that's a, a really big boost for this offensive line to get Isaac Sayamalu back at left guard. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the New York Giants, it's a, it's a game that the Eagles have to win. No matter how you dice it and slice it, this Eagles team is going to make the playoffs. I've said that on the past couple of episodes now. Um, there's no way around it. Like everyone else in the division is just that bad. And unless the Eagles like just catastrophically collapse and lose out the rest of the season, which I mean, I wouldn't put it past the the possibility of happening, but unless that happens, this Eagles team is going to be a playoff team. Um, and people just need to accept it at this point. You know, no matter how annoyed you'll be that the Eagles potentially finish 6-9-1, five ten and one and make it to the playoffs. It's just how it's going to be. And I, I hate the discussion of talking about p- playoff realignment and everything. Uh, and saying how the Eagles don't deserve to be... Take care of your own division. And you don't have to worry about the Eagles making the playoffs. You know, I don't care that there are four teams in the NFC West that have, you know, better records than the Eagles. Take care of your own divisional games. You play eight divisional games a year. Or, you know, you play, uh, yeah, six divisional games a year. So you play two against each team. So, I mean, take care of your divisional games, which is basically half your schedule, and you're fine. You know, you don't have to worry about other teams and what they do. That's the one thing that annoys me about just like people on quote unquote NFL Twitter that just want to make up scenarios to to switch the game up. It's like it's never been a problem that uh, a quote unquote bad team has made the playoffs before, but because the the NFC East has been quote unquote bad the past couple of seasons, this year obviously worse than any we've seen in recent memory, but. It's never been a problem before, so why all of a sudden is it an issue that a divisional winner is going to make the playoffs? I I hate that argument. I think it's the dumbest thing to, to bring to the table. Like, take care of your own division. If you're the LA Rams and you're in the NFC West, go out and beat the Cardinals. Go out and beat the Seahawks. Beat the 49ers. And you won't have to worry about the Eagles hosting you in the playoffs. Same thing with, like, the Bears or the Vikings if the Vikings end up turning things around. You know, or the the Saints or the Buccaneers, whoever ends up winning that division, whoever ends up as the wild card, like it just it, it frustrates me to no end that like these fans of other teams and and people around these other teams are are bitching and complaining about the NFC East, and they don't realize the issue in front of them is that they're not taking care of their own division. Go out and beat your divisional competition. Be better. Do better. Bring better arguments to the table. And we won't have to worry about the nonsense that you're trying to spew. So miss me with the divisional or uh, the the playoff realignment and everything. It's just so stupid. It, it, it really is dumb and it shouldn't even be a topic of discussion. But the New York Giants, they beat the Washington football team uh, while the Eagles were on a bye. So the Giants end up helping the Eagles, which is a big boost. Um, as the Eagles sit at 3-4-1 with their bye week now having come and gone. Washington's at 2-6 following the loss to the Giants. The Cowboys ended up losing to the Steelers, thankfully. Uh, that game looked like it was going to come down to the wire. Um, but the the Cowboys end up losing, thankfully. And then the Giants get the win. So they sit at 2-7 and seven with the Cowboys, but the Cowboys have the tiebreaker because they beat them head-to-head. They beat the Giants head-to-head, um, and then Washington is 2-6. and six. So, I mean, that's how the division's sitting right now. The Eagles get a win this week. They're at, f- like, close to 500, I'm pretty sure, if if the math checks out there. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know how the tie is going to play into it, but, you know, if they're 4-4, four and four, they're at 500. I don't know exactly how the tie differs the winning percentage there, but, you know, the the Giants helped the Eagles out on a bye week. So that's a, a big boost for this team. Um, you know, Washington suffers another loss since the Eagles lost them head to head so far this year. And, you know, they just have to keep chugging along and get the wins where they can get them. Play the Giants tough this week, beat them. You should you should beat the Giants easily the way that they're playing right now. Sure they're coming off a win, but they don't have the talent. You know, the Eagles might be banged up and injured and everything, but the Giants are far less talented. And the Eagles should be able to come away with at least a two-touchdown victory in this one. But we all know the Eagles and Giants play each other tough and they play each other close, so anything could happen in this game. But the Eagles can absolutely not lose this game knowing that the division is theirs for the taking. So it's going to be a fun matchup. We're we're definitely going to break it down on Eagles enemies this week. Um... We'll definitely be breaking it down on Wednesday's live show, so make sure you tune in twitch.tv slash undergroundsports.phi for that one. And uh, looking forward to having some Eagles football back this week. You know, it was a it was a nice little reprieve having the bye week and, and not having to worry about an Eagles win or a loss and having to worry about sitting through the game and just kind of enjoying and relaxing on a Sunday football, uh, you know, slate. And uh, just kind of enjoying the games. It was a fun slate of games this week that uh, we got to enjoy without having to be locked into the Eagles. So it was a nice little break. Perfect spot for the bye week, too. Right in the middle of the season. Um, I think the team needed it. Hopefully Carson comes back, you know, with with his mental game back on track because that's been his biggest hindrance this year is... His mental game has translated to him with with just throwing terrible turnovers, turning the ball over at an alarming rate, missing wide-open guys. And now that guys are starting to get healthy, too, I think that'll help as well. But hopefully Carson took this bye week to kind of evaluate his mental game and get back on track because he absolutely needs it for this second half of the season and, and who's on the schedule for the second half of the season, so... Can't wait for Eagles-Giants this coming Sunday. The Sixers, though, let's move on to everybody's favorite stress-filled basketball team. They're filling out the coaching staff uh, left and right, and we should have New Jersey's teased. Um, Looking forward to seeing if they are indeed the throwbacks or not. Um, It's been a a fun little social uh, marketing that the the Sixers social media team has done over the past week or so. Um we forgot to touch on it last week on Wednesday. So hopefully the the jerseys look nice. Very much looking forward to seeing how they turn out. Um cuz Sixers City Edition jerseys and that's what I'm assuming this is going to be for. They they've kind of lacked the past couple of years, you know, between the gray creed jerseys to then them having the the earned jerseys that were essentially the same exact thing, just white um, to, like, the cream color. Like, I don't know. I, I've been very underwhelmed by the City Edition jerseys for the Sixers, and I hope this one kind of steps the game up and brings a, brings a, a flair to, to the uniform combinations that the Sixers have. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with the City Edition jerseys. But let's get into me being even more angry because the Philadelphia Phillies guys, they have yet to interview any GM candidates and I'm telling you guys right now as as our resident underground sports like Phillies die hard, like Dylan does the deep dives on the Flyers, Matt does the deep dives on the Sixers. Um I I do a lot of Phillies stuff. Like this team is like everything to me in terms of sports. Like I want the Phillies to su- succeed like no other. And let me tell you right now, I am completely baffled, lost and and out on this team. I've said it before, but I, right now there's no way I can support this team the way that they're operating. They are they are just hoodwinking every single fan, making them think that change is coming, but it's it's really not. There's no change coming from this team. Andy McPhail is still going to be I, I Andy McPhail is the overarching reason as to why the Phillies will never succeed until he is gone. Andy like Matt Klentak might be gone now and you know we're thankful for that because he didn't really do too much as the GM of this team for the last 5 years, but when you're president of baseball operations, Andy McPhail, and I spell his name F A I L, not P H A I L. Because he's a failure. He's been asleep at the wheel for five seasons. He's done absolutely nothing to help improve this team. And we're, we're witnessing it before our very eyes right now. What Andy McPhail is truly about. He, he does not give a shit about the success of the Philadelphia Phillies. He just wants to, to have his friends work with him wherever he ends up. And... It's a detriment to the Phillies organization right now because they are never going to be competitive. They are never going to win anything or even field a playoff team as long as he is here. He is is truly the main issue with the Philadelphia Phillies organization. And yes, John Middleton is definitely to blame, but I'm telling you guys right now, Andy McPhail is going to be the reason that this Phillies team With the current players between Bryce Harper, Reese Hoskins, Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, uh, Spencer Howard. You know, if you want to include JT in the mix and have your your hopes and and dreams potentially come true if JT does come back, uh, which I think Andy McPhail is preventing that as well, uh, we're never going to see success with this core. And. Once this core is done, it is going to be bleak and and scary for the Philadelphia Phillies for years to come unless they, they start hitting on draft picks now. Like, the rebuild was a total failure. Total failure. Andy McPhail set this team back light years. Light years. Um... There's, there's literally no true hope in sight for me with this team. You know, when we started this podcast back in 2018, we were like banging our fists on the table for the Phillies to sign Jake Arrieta. Think about that. Think about how the the timeline has gone for this Phillies team since 2018. Since you guys have started listening to us and since we've started this podcast, think about the timeline we've been on. We have gone from begging for Jake Arietta to then getting Bryce Harper to now wondering if there's even any hope of, of a playoff berth with Bryce Harper on this team. It is, it is truly just despicable allocation of resources. It's a despicable display of an attempt to be a competitive baseball team. And, you know, The Athletic put out an article recently, a couple days ago, about Andy McPhail and about the Phillies. And it's just so funny that, you know, now it's getting written about in various... Uh, you know, media outlets and everything. When this is something that fans, podcasters alike, you know, SB Nation's, uh, the Good Fight, John Stallness and crew over there do a fantastic job. They've been talking about this for months. We've been talking about it with you guys for months here. Um, the Phillies are in trouble. Like they are in trouble because this is from Megan Montemiro back in October Andy McPhail and the Phillies appear in no rush to reshape the organization yeah that's that's the the issue is that there is no rush to reshape this team there's no rush or urgency to make sure this team is the best it can be with the the money that they have even in a a pandemic season guys they still have a a, a giant comcast tv deal john middleton is a multi-billionaire and you just signed bryce harper to a 330 million dollar contract you just signed zach wheeler to a, a 120 plus million dollar contract. You have Aaron Noli, have Reese Hoskins. You have these young players that you're wasting their prime. It drives me up a wall, makes me want to pull my hair out knowing that we are wasting the primes of these young talented players and these, you know, in their prime players. Like Bryce Harper didn't sign here To be mediocre and to just continue missing the playoffs. He could have stayed with the Nationals if he wanted to do that. He could have gone to the San Francisco Giants if he wanted to do that. Bryce Harper came here to win championships. And the fact that the Phillies are so fairweather about re-signing JT Real Muto. About re-signing Didi Gregorius. And not just pushing the chips into the middle of the table when you know sure the nationals have a great offense but they have, and and you know they've got young players they've got pitching but there's going to be a lot of change for that team like that world series victory was a one and done uh, you know how you do and keep it moving type situation the atlanta braves they have no pitching outside of max fried who do they have that scares you in their rotation sure their lineup is great but the Braves have no pitching that scares you, and you need pitching to win in the playoffs and to even get to the playoffs. The Marlins are an interesting case. They could end up being a, a frightening team uh, very, very soon. And then the Mets are the Mets. You know, sure, they have their new owner who's willing to spend money, but the Mets don't scare me right now. They don't really have anything that terrifies me. You know, Cindergard. Coming off of injury, DeGrom is in his 30s. How much longer is he going to have with the injuries he's sustained over the years? You know, sure, they have Conforto. They have uh, Pete Alonzo. They have uh, that freaking rat. <laughs> uh, I can't even think of his name, but he, hes I call him the rat. Jeff McNeil, there it is. Um but this the, the Phillies, man, they have such a, a perfect opportunity in front of them to go out and just dominate the NL East. And and the the annoying part too and the the stupid part is they did this to themselves. They they failed the rebuild miserably and made it so that the only way that they could win in, in this time window that they have is by buying talent and and going out and signing free agents because they failed miserably to draft talent to sign you know amateur talent and develop it and and there's no chance to to recoup that. you, you, you that time has come and gone. And the only way that you're going to end up winning anything in this time window that you have, that is slamming shut quicker than anybody realizes, is by going out and spending money in free agency and they're just they're clearly just not interested in doing that. And it's going to be a detriment to this team for years to come. We're gonna look back on this era of Phillies baseball as an absolute failure again. And like we are we the, the Phillies have the second longest playoff drought behind the Seattle Mariners. Think about in your lifetime, if you're in our age bracket, you know, in your 20s. You you don't remember the Seattle Mariners being in the playoffs. It was 2001. We were in, in grade school. The last time the Seattle Mariners made the playoffs, Jimmy Rollins was a rookie. <laughs> like, think about that. And then the Phillies have the second longest drought because they haven't made the playoffs since 2011. This coming season, we are entering a decade of zero playoff appearances for the Philadelphia Phillies. It's absolutely embarrassing, ridiculous. This franchise and front office should feel horrendous about themselves and just how they've attempted to, to try to quote unquote, you know, rebuild this team and, and get it back to its former glory. It's just it's embarrassing. I hate it, and this team gives me zero hope of any type of possible change in the near future because they just, they simply are are tone deaf to what they need to do in order to win. And it's pathetic. And I hope they realize it's pathetic. And uh, hopefully something gets done, but I don't see it happening. So it's going to be a rough winter. I'll let you know that much with the Philadelphia Phillies. The Philadelphia Phillies are going to cause us uh, a lot of anger you're going to lose a lot of trust in this franchise like I already have. And uh, it's not going to be pretty. I'll, I'll let you guys know that now. I am I am bleak on the way that this Phillies team is looking for not only now but for the future. It's, it's truly sad. It's upsetting. And you should be pissed off. As Phillies fans listening to this podcast, you should be pissed off at the front office of the Philadelphia Phillies right now for just truly, they are taking the future of the Phillies and and putting it in the scene of the Avengers and and throwing it over that cliff and and killing any chance that this team has to be a championship contender. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. And they and they 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 punch that ticket. As soon as they didn't re-sign JT the moment they traded for him. Because if they would have done that, and JT was under contract right now, there would be a lot less issues for this team. But because the best catcher in baseball is on was on your roster, is currently a free agent, and it seems like there's no chance right now that he is back, there is a chance. But the way that things are shaping right now, it doesn't seem like he'll be back um is just a complete and utter disaster for this franchise and if JT walks we will we will never the Phillies will not recover from that I'll I'll let you, I'll put that on the record they will not recover from it it will be a move that will be remembered in franchise history for as long as major league baseball is around it will be viewed as one of the most disastrous trades in Major League Baseball history because you traded for two years of JT Real Muto. Did not make the playoffs in either year. And then you let him walk while your best prospect since pff, I don't even know when. Goes down and pitches for a division rival. And is a potential perennial Cy Young candidate. And you also gave up a serviceable catcher. Seems pretty bad to me. Thanks, John Middle. Thanks, Andy McPhail. (sighs) I hope you guys sense my frustrations and are just as frustrated with the Phillies, and I would love to hear about it. So that's why you guys should be subscribed to the podcast feed, because if you're listening to this, how are you not already subscribed? Hit the subscribe button and drop a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and let me know how frustrated you are with the Philadelphia Phillies as a franchise right now. Let me know how you're feeling about the Eagles as we head into the second half of the season. How you're feeling about the Sixers and their potential new uniforms. And anything that comes to mind. Drop it in the Apple Podcast feed. Five stars only because we have standards. We know you do too. And we know those standards are five stars only. Make sure you guys are following us on social, Twitter and Instagram at undergroundPHI. You can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. And follow our flagship streaming services meets book club podcast streamer season streamer szn we're doing a bunch of Mandalorian stuff right now Mando Mondays each and every Monday with myself and Dylan Mazzola got a lot of stuff coming got a giveaway in the works too so you're not going to want to miss that go follow streamer season let's get the Twitter up to 100 followers over at streamer season would mean a lot to us here at the network and uh if you aren't an Apple Podcast user, you can also check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, the TuneIn app, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, and SoundCloud. Wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. Check out the website, UndergroundSportsPhiladelphia.com. And we should have new episodes of the Get in the Whole podcast with the 2020 Masters preview with... Uh, probably myself on that episode and the one and only Jax Michelson, the host of the Get In The Hole podcast. And uh, make sure you guys are following the Twitch channel so you know when we go live for the podcast and any tor- any type of streaming as well. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Underground Sports PHI. And we should have new episodes of each podcast coming out very soon. Working on booking some guests for the Outside The Box podcast. I know we've kind of been on a mini hiatus here and there not getting out as many episodes as we like but obviously with the pandemic and everything there's not a lot of lacrosse things going on but we're working on booking some guests and working with teams to you know do some some previews of the season that is coming up in the NLL uh that was announced it's coming back in April so very excited for National Lacrosse League action to get back underway hopefully soon and uh, obviously, it's a it's a ways away, but we're working on the content, and uh, it wouldn't be possible without the support of our amazing podcast listeners. So, follow us on social, Twitter and Instagram at Underground PHI. Follow me at KBIZZL three um, one one, and we will talk to you guys on Wednesday night. Myself and Matt from Underground Studios. And uh, these shows would not be possible without our amazing local sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharmes Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And of course, our homies over at Tomahawkshades, Tomahawkshades.com. Fill up your cart, and when you go to check out, use our code USP to save 25% off your order. And then, of course, our friends over at Manscaped, the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped.com. Go to check out. Use our code USP. You're going to get 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com with the code USP. Your balls will thank you. It's been a blast, guys, and this has been episode number 281 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. For everybody here at the network, I'm KB. Stay safe, wear a mask, wash your hands, do the right thing, and be responsible. We are signing off. Peace.